Welcome to the Upper Room Podcast. Thank you so much for stopping by. I'm Pastor Carl McLaughlin from Calvary Pentecostal Church in Euless, Texas. We're located in Dallas-Fort Worth, where 8 million call DFW home. Whether you're tuning in to Sunday or Wednesday's message, we pray that you will find words of encouragement. It is our mission to provide a positive and encouraging voice in the midst of uncertainty. I pray that you will be blessed by today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Upper Room Podcast. We are so happy you've joined us today. This Sunday, we heard from Pastor McLaughlin as he preached the message, Saved and Satisfied. How long will you let the flesh of your old man rule your life? Denying oneself is the most challenging part in the pursuit of becoming like Christ. But with God, all things are possible. We hope you are encouraged by this episode.
Calvary Pentecostal Church. We are so excited that you've chosen to worship with us today. If this is your first time here, we have a special gift just for you. So stop by and see us in the foyer before you leave. Here are some important events coming up that you do not want to miss. There will be a wedding shower on April 2nd for Braden Law and Victoria Royer immediately following our worship service. They are registered at Amazon, Target, and Canot.com. Join us Sunday, April 9th for our Resurrection Sunday service at 2 and 3.30 p.m. We look forward to a power-packed revival service as we celebrate our risen Savior. Ladies, the North Texas Ladies Joy Conference will be held on April 20th and 21st. This event will be held at Emmanuel Pentecostal Church in McKee, Texas. The special speakers will be Sister Mickey Mangan, Sister Janice Jostrand, and Sister Audra Williams. You do not want to miss it. That's all for the announcements. We have a lot going on here at CPC, and we want you to be a part of it all. Text the word CONNECT to 817-803-8420 to keep up with all of the events. Now it's time for our worship service. Let's stand and worship the Lord together. Gloria a Dios, Calvary. Glory to God, Calvary. Dios está aquí en este lugar hoy, Iglesia. God is here in this place today, isn't he, church? The Alpha and the Omega is in this place. Exodus 6 and 6 says, Therefore, say to the children of Israel, I am the Lord. I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. I will rescue you from their bondage, and I will redeem thee with you on an onstretched arm and with great judgment. Psalms 111 and 9 says, He has sent redemption to his people. He has commanded his covenant forever. Holy and awesome is his name. Ephesians 1 and 7 says, In whom we have redemption, through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. Romans 3, 23 through 24 says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace, through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. El Redentor está en este lugar hoy. The Redeemer is in this place today, saving us from sins, fulfilling his plans with the promise for the redemption of this world. Worship with them as they sing. Anybody come to worship the Lord today? Hallelujah. Why don't you lift your hands? Why don't you put your hands together? Come on, it's Sunday. It's an opportunity to be in the house of the Lord and give him our highest praise. Well, what do you want the Lord to say? Oh, what do you want the Lord to say? Well done, good and faithful servant, entering the joy of the Lord. Say, what do, what do you want the Lord to say? Oh, what do you want the Lord to say? Say, well Let's go to church, say what do, what do you want the Lord to say? Oh, what do you want the Lord to say? I want him to say, well done, good and faithful servant, 
One of my favorite songs, it says, I've got the Holy Ghost. I've got the Holy Ghost down in my soul. Is this okay? Just like the Bible says, well, I've got the Holy Ghost down in my soul. Just like the Bible, just like the Bible says, well, I've been to the water and I've been down. My soul, my soul got happy and I'm satisfied. I wouldn't take for my journey. Just like the Bible, just like the Bible, just like the Bible. Say, I've got the holy, I've got the holy down in my soul. Just like the Bible said. Just like the Bible, well I've been down, I've been to the water and I've been Thank you Jesus, I wouldn't take nothing for my journey Just like the Bible, just like the Bible, just like the Bible, the Bible says Come on, why don't you give it the glory? you but I'm thankful <laughs> I remember when I went under the water and my sins were washed away I remember when I began to speak in tongues as the spirit gave the utterance and I knew that his spirit was living inside of me just like the Bible says we don't need a new message we don't need anything else we need the Holy Ghost down in our soul, just like the Bible said. Hallelujah. One more time, give him the glory. Give him some praise. Hallelujah. What you feel right now is the Holy Ghost power. Amen. It's when the Holy Ghost lives inside of you. Amen, and he gives you power. Amen, and we walk in victory because of his power living inside of us. Hallelujah. And I don't care what you're facing. I don't care what you're going through. If you got the Holy Ghost, you and God are a majority. You and God are a majority. There's no power of hell that can stand against you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank God for his presence. I thank you for your worship, church. Amen. I thank God for all he's doing here today. How many believe that God is a miracle worker? He's going to do great things today. It's just the earnest of all that he wants to do. Amen. I believe it in Jesus' name. We have a few prayer requests I want to make known to you today. We need prayer for healing. Amen. There are several needs up here today represented by these requests. We're going to pray over them. Amen. But church, if you also have a need today. I want you to know that there's power in this house today and there's a God who hears our prayers. And so if you have a need, if you believe that today, would you lift that need by lifting your hands? Would you show that faith and lift your hands and let's lift it to the Lord together and ask the Lord to move in these needs. God, we thank you for your spirit and the opportunity that we have, Lord, to come before you and to call on the name of Jesus. 
Lord, right now, you know every need represented by every hand raised. Lord, I'm asking that in the name of Jesus, Lord, you would begin to work in every situation. Lord, that you would begin to heal, Lord. Lord, every heart that needs your touch, Lord, that your spirit will begin to flow right now to every need in every heart. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, the Holy Ghost is here right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
right now.
Giants fall when you stand defeated. Every battle you won, you are my champion. Giants fall when you stand defeated. Every
Jesus defeated the darkness. He has never lost the battle. house recognize what's happening and yet we also understand that it's more than meets the eye and God is healing God is delivering God is setting free God is empowering people in this house and we need to give God honor for what he's doing right now
all over this house. Can we lift up the name of the Lord? Can we lift up the name of the Lord and give him praise for everything that he's doing? God of heaven, we give you praise right now and we thank you, Lord, for the work of the Holy Ghost. We thank you, Lord, for the work of the Holy Ghost. We already have scheduled one baptism at the end of the service. Stan is going to be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we are so thrilled about that. But this is what I know. This is what I know. There are people in this building right now that you have never been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And we just want you to know that it is one of the most important steps. In fact, being saved is the most important step that you will ever take in your life. And if God has convicted your heart today and you are ready to turn from every sin that you've ever committed and you want every guilt stain and shame stain washed away, God is able to wash the sin stain away. And He does it through His name. He does it through His blood. He does it through His word. And He does it through His spirit. Four ways that God is going to do that in your life. And I recognize that. I recognize that the working of the Spirit here today and, and my preaching will, will head in that direction because today is very critical for someone. It is, a, it is a spiritual turning point for someone here today. Recognize your moment. Recognize your moment. You're not promised tomorrow. You can't put it off and procrastinate. Today is the day of salvation. And today is someone's spiritual turning point. You feel that. You know that's happening. We sense that in this place. And I want to preach to you. We're going to forego the offering. The Lord will take care of all of that. I understand that I am bypassing the offering right now. To the church family, when I dismiss later on, if you want to give your offering to the ushers, then please feel free to do so. If you want to give online, feel free to do so. But right now, I don't feel like killing this service by taking up the offering. We'll, the Lord will take care of all of that business. While you're returning to your seat, I want to just take a moment and give very special honor where honor is due and some very important people in, in my life and in the life of this church and that is the Orozco family. Um, we have lost a giant and a hero of the faith. We have lost a man of God, a preacher, a friend, a husband, a dad, a grandfather, a prayer warrior, a tremendous man of God. And the fact that they would even have the strength to be here right now after their services today. I want to say thank you so much to the entire Orozco family for being here today. We love you very much. And you mean the world to us. Sister Roscoe, this church has been holding you up in prayer, and you know that. And Sylvia, it's good to see you. 
Angelica, I'm sure you baked some sweets and brought it for me today. You wouldn't come empty-handed. No, she didn't. Marcos, Daniel, Obi, this wonderful family, we're praying for you. We're holding you up in prayer. And I know that I can speak on behalf of this church family. We love you. And we're here for you. Anything that we can do. Amen. Amen. To all of our guests that are here today, and we have many, thank you so very much for being in the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Mason, Jessica, good to meet you and good to have you today. So honored to have both of you here. Tremendous, tremendous, tremendous prayer, presence of the Lord. To all of our other guests and visitors, the house is full today, and we're thankful for that. We're very grateful for that. I want to read to you today. I want to read from the book of Romans, chapter 6. <clears throat> Romans, chapter 6, beginning with verse 1, and I will be reading from the New King James Version. Once again, oh my goodness, Ben and Jackie. It's good to see you guys. So good to see you and good to have you today. Amen. Amen. That's not what the scripture said. I was just, I took a time out. I know I turned you to Romans chapter 6. That's not what it said. I took a time out and I just was greeting people. Sorry. I was like, what translation is he reading from? It doesn't say anything about Ben or Jackie. <laughs> Romans chapter 6, verse 1 through 6. It's a lot of ringing. I feel like I'm in a barrel. So if y'all can just take care of that for me, I'd appreciate it. Romans chapter 6, beginning with verse 1. What shall we say? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? The King James Version says, God forbid. This translation says, certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ were baptized into his death? Therefore we were buried with him through baptism into death that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection, knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with. Let me, let me read that again. That the body of sin might be done away with. That we should no longer be slaves of sin. My subject today is very simple. I'm saved and satisfied. I'm not saved and unsatisfied in the church. I'm not saved and need something else to prop me up. When I got the Holy Ghost, I got satisfied. I'm full of the Holy Ghost and I'm satisfied in who I am for Jesus Christ. Can we clap our hands and give God praise right now? If you're not satisfied, you've been baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost, 
You need victory in this house. You need the Holy Ghost to do a new work in your life because when he saves you, he brings a spiritual satisfaction to you. Can we clap our hands and give him praise? Can we clap our hands and give him praise? God of heaven, we worship you and we give you praise right now. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. And we give you honor. And everyone said in Jesus' name. Thank you so much for standing. You may be seated today. We must be saved from Satan, from sin, and from self. When we're even talking about being saved, we're talking about being delivered, we're talking about being empowered, and we're talking about being kept. When God saved you, He delivered you. When God saved you, He empowered you to not go back to what you once were. It is an insult to the Holy Ghost to be a cyclical Christian. Up one day, down the next. Up one day, down the next. Up one day, down the next. We better not blame that on the church and we better not blame it on the Holy Ghost. If nothing else, it is our flesh that needs to get out of the way. When you got Jesus, you got delivered. When you got Jesus, you got empowered. And when you got Jesus, you got keeping power. He didn't just save you to make it through the week. He saved you to make it until the rapture happens. He saved you to make it until the rapture happens and for you and I to go into eternity together. I'm saved and I'm satisfied. He delivered me, he empowered me, and he is keeping me. That's enough preaching right there to set you on fire. I'm just telling you, you need to get your fire back. We need to get our passion back in living for God. We need to get our joy back in living for God. You shouldn't have a dissatisfied spirit if you've been baptized in Jesus' name, full of the Holy Ghost. Not only am I saved, but it's, but it's like uh, Brother Bobby Stanley preached years ago, how to have the Holy Ghost and be happy at the same time. If you have the Holy Ghost, it puts a joy. Not that we're happy all the time. Happiness is outer circumstances. Joy is an inner spiritual condition that says I've got joy even though I'm not happy right now. Circumstances may not be happy, but inside my spirit I have the joy of the Lord. And the joy of the Lord defines my circumstance. My circumstance doesn't steal my joy. I said I'm saved and I'm satisfied. Can we give him praise in this house today? Woo! The kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. When he saved me, he delivered me. When he delivered me, he also empowered me to stay delivered. And when he saved me, he gave me a keeping power that I'm not just hanging on by the skin of my teeth saying, oh, I want to go back and, and smoke a cigarette again. Oh, I want to go back and do a line of cocaine again. Oh, no, when he saved me, he set me free with such a power that it looks like garbage now. Can I get some help in this house? 
You don't just accidentally drive by the neighborhood again and say, oh, I wish I could go into the hell house again. Oh, I wish I could stop by the bar again. Oh, I wish I could go to the club one more time. Oh, I'll go in there and teach a Bible study. Uh-uh. When you got saved and satisfied, you said, I'm going to drive another way. But I'm not going back to that life. I'm not going back to that lifestyle. I'm not going back to who I was. I don't even want to smell it again. I don't want to taste it again. I don't want to see it again. When I got saved, I got satisfied. Deliverance from sin and deliverance from Satan it's, is much easier than being delivered from yourself. Let me say it again. It's easier to defeat sin and Satan than it is to defeat your own flesh. Have you ever had a product that you relied on or a device that you relied on, that holds your life on it, everything, any, any item or product that you have used and you relied on and it was discontinued. And you didn't know that it was discontinued. You know, the Bible says, shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? When you run out of that item, and you call, or now you can't even call, you just got to go online. And you go online to order more, only to hear, I'm sorry, but that item has been discontinued. That means that you can no longer continue to rely on it, and you can no longer continue to use it as you please. Some of us need to send temptation Sin and Satan, a discontinued message. Sin and Satan, you cannot rely on me anymore. You cannot use me anymore. Some of you need to make up your mind that the devil isn't going to continue to use you. Sin is not going to continue to rely. Some of you, hell has been relying on you. You'll pray through and backslide, pray through and backslide, pray through and backslide. And the devil says, I'm watching your game. You need to send a discontinued message to hell. You need to send a discontinued message to sin. When the devil comes back to your house, you need to tell the devil, I have been discontinued from you ever using me again. You can never rely on me again. I am now a saint of God. I am saved and I'm satisfied. I've been taken off of hell's shelf and you'll never use me again. Somebody ought to give him praise right now. And until you are discontinued in sin, you'll never be used by God. But when you tell hell, I am discontinued, you can't order me online. You can't put a 1-800 number call in for me. You can't tip me in my lowest point, I'm discontinued. When I feel depressed, I'm discontinued. When I feel lonely, I'm still discontinued. When temptation is knocking at my door, you're never going to rely on me. And you're never going to use me again, sin. I am a discontinued product because I'm saved and I'm satisfied. Somebody ought to give him praise right now. JC, you're discontinued. Hell can't use you anymore. 
you need to tell the devil I've been removed from your shelf. I have been discontinued and I am not available any longer. You cannot have my flesh any longer. You do understand that it's easier to be delivered from sin and Satan, harder to be delivered from your flesh. Some of us need to be delivered from our flesh. What we're blaming sin and the devil on, it's our flesh. Notice what Paul said in order. Shall we continue in sin? Before he ever arrived at sin, he said we. It's our flesh. What he's saying is sin has no power unless your flesh lets it have power. That's why when you say I am discontinued, I'm not giving you my flesh anymore. Sin is still there. Satan is still there. But you can't work through my flesh anymore. That's why it's important for some of you to learn how to praise God. You sit on God and then you expect him to set you free. You ought to be giving God praise right now. You need to tell this flesh you're not in control of me. You need to tell this flesh you're not going to tell me how to think. You're not going to tell me how to act. You're not going to tell me how to behave. You're not going to tell me where to go. You're not going to tell me what to say. You're not going to tell me who to be in relationship with. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. I'm saved. I'm satisfied. And my flesh is no longer in control of my life. I feel victory in this house. I feel somebody overcoming the flesh right now. I feel victory coming in. God has anointed you to overcome your flesh, overcome your barriers, and overcome your battles. Hallelujah. Look, if Paul could do it, if the apostle Paul could do it, that's why he said, shall we, flesh, continue in? Sin, so that we become slaves to whom? Satan. If I take care of the flesh, easy to take care of sin and the devil. If I let this flesh run, I let it grow out of control like weeds in a garden. And I don't go deroot some things. Well, this user coming back. And this is what Paul said in Romans chapter 7, verse 15 in the ESV. For I do not understand my own actions. Having a flesh problem. Don't blame that on the devil. That's your flesh. For I do not do what I want. But I do the very thing that I hate. Now, if I do what I do not want, I agree with the law that it's good. So now it's no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. For I know that nothing good dwells in me. That is, in what? For I know that nothing good dwells in me. That is in my flesh. That's the problem, ladies and gentlemen. More than the devil and more than sin, the flesh is the problem. For I have the desire to do what is right but not the ability to carry it out. For I do not do the good that I want, but the evil that I don't want to do, I keep on doing it. 
So I find it to be a law that when I want to do right, evil is close at hand. For I delight in the law of God in my inner being, but I see in my members another law warring, waging war against the law of my mind and making me captive to the law of sin which dwells in my members, my body, my flesh. O wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from the body of this death? Here's the answer. Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then I myself serve the law of God with my mind, but with my flesh I serve the law of sin. Therefore, there is now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but they walk after the Spirit. You and I need to get the dead man off of our back today. You and I need to get the dead man off of our back today. It's not the devil and it's not sin. It's our flesh. It's our old man that wants to kill us and pass its sinful bacteria into us. I know that I preached this before, and, and I know that our congregation has heard this, but for the sake of those that perhaps have not heard this, what Paul was talking about was Roman execution here. And what he was talking about when he said, Oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? He was talking about Roman execution. And, and, and so capital punishment was administered by taking a corpse, a dead body, and putting it onto the back of the living body. And when they would take the dead body and put it onto the back, can you imagine that? Can you imagine that? I mean, having you on your back? Having the dead you on the living you? And he said, the way that I'm going to kill you is by putting a dead body on your back. And, you, and they would tie that dead body onto the back of the living. So everywhere the living went, the dead went. The problem is the bacteria was being transferred into the body of the living. When he sat down to eat, the dead man ate with him. When he sat down, he had to, the, the, the bacteria was being, when he went to sleep, he had to go to sleep with the old man, the dead man, until ultimately the living started dying. Because he could not get the wretched man off of his back. And that's why Paul said, oh wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? I've got to get death off of me. Then he said, I can't do it in my flesh. But Jesus Christ came to me. And when Jesus came into my life, he took the old man off my back. He took the old spirits off of my back. He took the old addictions off of my back. He took the old nature. I wish somebody would help me. Quit making up excuses for your backsliding. It's that old man on your back that you got to get him off your back. You got to get him out of your mind. You got to get him out of your life. You got to get him out of your world. Quit caressing him. Quit romancing him. Quit dating him. Quit flirting with him. He's going to kill you. You got to make up your mind. I'm saved and I'm satisfied. Yes. Can we give God praise right now? No condemnation. No condemnation. 
the dead man's off my back. What the Apostle Paul was saying is that you will never be satisfied until you are saved from yourself. Yeah. I've been pastoring for over 27 years now. When I sit down with people that have great difficulties, it's never about sin or Satan first. It's always about an entry point through the flesh first. But if they'll conquer the flesh, and when the flesh is conquered, the problem is people get saved but dissatisfied because they get carnal. And when they get carnal, they start looking back to old substitutes. And when they get carnal, they look for cheap substitutes and trinkets at the gate. You know, you heard me preach that message years ago. And, and, and you know, the kids were little. The kids were little. And, and Jenna, oh my Lord, she loved the trinkets. And man, you know how they do. They set you up. I mean, they set you up. If you have a penny left in your pocket, you're going down when you get to the gate. I promise you, somehow they're even going to get the penny out of your pocket. And that's really all the trinkets are worth. And so there we are, man, that day of Six Flags. It was wonderful. Great memories with the family. We're walking out, and oh, man, all of a sudden you just see the bright lights. And you walk up, and, it's the, and you walk, and then all of a sudden the kids are like, oh, Dad, Dad, please, please, just one, just one. Look at this. It's cool. A little sword, man. It's like, boom, you know, two boys, two boys in the house, little you better know they're going to want trinkets at the gate. We're going to go home, and they're not even going to... I, should, I was going to say stab one another. I shouldn't say that now. Probably not politically correct to say that anymore. They were going to, they were going to shish kebab one another. <laughs> we're just talking food, you know. That's all we're talking, food. Shish kebabs. Trinkets at the gate and shish kebabs. I mean, turn that into a sermon. And, you know, and they've got all these sparkly and all these, you know, the lights are just. And Jenna's like, Daddy. Not that voice. Baby, please don't put that one on me. I can say no to the boys easy, but please don't put that voice on me, babe. And whatever you do, don't look at me with those brown eyes, baby. Whatever you do, don't smile with that charming smile, baby. But, Daddy, please. And you know how it is. You buy it, you buy it, they sucker you in, and you buy it, and before you even get home, you got the siblings, the kids fighting because every one of them broke. You can't rely on cheap substitutes and trinkets at the gate. Do you know that the flesh is attracted to trinkets at the gate? The flesh wants to buy things that are going to break down on you. The flesh says, this is my answer, my solution. And before you even get home, the flesh is all upset because what you bought into and what you spent your life on and what you spent your money on isn't getting you out of your dilemma. It isn't getting you out of your problem. And you purchase trinkets at the gate and it lets you at the, at the gate of dissatisfaction. When you get the Holy Ghost, when you get the Holy Ghost, you got a value inside of you that says, I can walk right past the gate. I'm not even tempted to touch it. I'm not even tempted to look at it because what I have inside of me is much greater than what's in this world. I don't love the world. I don't love the things in the world. 
The love of the Father is all that is in me. I'm saved and I'm satisfied. Somebody praise him. Throw your trinkets down. Get rid of the fleshly games and come to church. Yes. One thing we need to remember is that we are saved from our sin. We are not saved in our sin. Paul described grace as being much more abounding than sin abounds. Brother McLaughlin, you don't understand. You've never seen sin like the sin that's in my life right now. You've never seen the temptation that I face right now. Well, we're going to sit here and spend 30 minutes about you glamorizing that sin. Why don't we stop? and quit giving sin and the devil glory and let's talk about how much the blood of Jesus Christ is doing for you. Let's talk about how much more the grace of God abounds. I don't want to hear how much sin is abounding in your life. I don't want to give glory to that. I want to hear how much the grace of God has much more abounding. Don't tell me you got to stay in that condition. Don't tell me you can't get out. I'm telling you right now, by the power of the Holy Ghost, if you want out and this flesh wants out, God is going to give you power to get out. Where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. So, I have fun preaching this message and that passage of scripture, and you've seen me do this illustration with this little... This little deal falls off. It's, it's probably because I've been eating too much, actually, Brent. I was going to blame it on the device. I need to blame it on Panther City Barbecue. I need to blame it on Terry Black's Barbecue. I need to blame it on, where did we get that barbecue from last night? Not Patriotic Pig. Hey, Patri Patriotic Pig. You, no, no, no. Here's the deal with Patriotic Pig. You can, get, you can get Mexican food and barbecue at the same time. No, it's, it's, it's the deal. It's the deal. You can, you, can order, you can order a dozen brisket tacos and get pound of brisket, half pound moist, half pound lean with some heavy bark on it. You can get some jalapeno and cheese sausage. This is just one barbecue restaurant. So if... if so, you know... If, you, if you're that, y'all, come on, let's get this straight. <laughs> so if you're that double-minded man that's unstable in all your ways, go to Patriotic Pig. Get the tacos and the brisket. So here's the deal. Not really. It's not their fault. It's, it's my fault for eating that food if this thing falls off when I illustrate this point. Are you ready? So here's the deal. Y'all just be back. Come on now. Get right here. Where sin abounded, what did he say? Grace did. Here's a, little, here's a little Bible study for you. Just study the book of Romans and look at how many times the two terms much more are used when it talks about your relationship with God. If you ever feel defeated and like you're hanging on by the skin of your teeth and you just can't make it, go look at those two words. In fact, just type it in to the concordance much more. And you'll see how much more you are an overcomer than what sin can do in your life. He said, where sin abounded, 
that ter the, the, the term abounded that describes sin is a different Greek term than the term abounded when it defines or describes grace. One that defines sin means a giant step or a big step. Step. That's sin. I see Miss Wayne. That's sin that abounded. But where that sin abounded, grace did much more abound. It means a quantum leap beyond. I used to do this, I used to do this when I was in my 20s, Brother C. I'm 50 none of your business. Come help me, Brother C. <laughs> So, where sin stepped, grace jumped. Yep. That's just twice. Step. Do you see what happens when grace is after you? I said I'm saved and I'm satisfied. The grace of God. The, God, I wish somebody would help me preach in this place. God, I wish somebody would come to church in this house. Somebody, the grace of God is after you. You backslidden, you walked away from God, but God said, uh -uh, I'm coming after you in the pig pen. I'm coming after you at the well. I'm, wherever you are, I'm coming after you. And whatever sin did in your life, grace will much more abound. I'm saved and I'm satisfied. Come on, somebody ought to walk out of this place full of grace. Somebody ought to leave this place full of grace and mercy, full of the joy of the Lord and the power of the Holy Ghost. Yes, Lord. Do what? Stay standing. Stay standing. Uh-huh. Brother McLaughlin got to talk about food and he's already ending the service. Just because I have you standing doesn't mean we're ending. But we're coming close. Stan, are you ready? Are you ready to get baptized? Are you ready to take on the name of Jesus? Are you ready to come into this water? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Anybody else in this house ready to be saved and satisfied? Anybody else in this house ready to be baptized? In the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. Revival is happening at Calvary Pentecostal Church. And we are rejoicing right now that Stan is going to get baptized in the name that is above every name. Hallelujah. Sin is going down, but Holy Ghost is coming up. I said sin and a bad past is going down under the water. But satisfaction and the power of forgiveness and the power of mercy and grace are coming up. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Listen to me. You know, here's what Paul was dealing with. Here's what Paul was dealing with in Rome. What they were saying is, well, since God's grace abounds, we better keep on sinning so that we can keep on seeing God's grace. That was their distorted rationale. 
And so Paul was saying, look, you've got this grace picture wrong. And they were saying, well, after all, God loves sinners. Why worry about sin? If God gives grace to sinners, then why not sin more and receive more grace? You know, that's some people's thought process. They think it's their job to sin. And it's God's job to forgive. So they do their job and God does his job. That's a distorted way of looking at grace. In fact, that is a cheapened way to look at grace. Grace does not save us in our sin. Grace saves us from and out of our sin. When God's grace is working, you live above sin. You stay above sin. And it would actually violate the nature of saving grace, which is to deliver, to empower, and to keep. Think with me now. After seeing Jesus, would seeing Bartimaeus want to go back to being blind Bartimaeus? And isn't that interesting? I was studying that this morning. I thought, we still refer to him as blind Bartimaeus. Why not call him seeing Bartimaeus? Why are we still referring to him as blind Bartimaeus? After Jesus touched him, he wasn't blind anymore. Don't ever refer to me as alcoholic McLaughlin, drug addict McLaughlin. Uh-uh. Uh-uh, uh-uh, something happened to me at Calvary. Something happened to me at the day of Pentecost. Something happened to me. I'm not that man anymore. I've been baptized in Jesus' name, full of the Holy Ghost. I'm now set free. There's a new man walking in my shoes. I've been set free, and whom the Son has set free is free indeed. He put a run inside of me. He put a victory inside of me. He put a joy unspeakable and full of glory inside of me. He brought me out of the tomb. What would you think about if blind Bartimaeus started hollering out, I want to be blind again. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. We would say to him, oh no Bartimaeus. Jesus touched your eyes. He healed you. Don't ever go back to being blind again. He set you free. Come on, you got to make up your mind. I'm not looking for ways to go back. I'm not looking for ways to quit the church. I'm not looking for ways to backslide. I'm not blind anymore. I can see now. And when I beheld his beauty, everything that I used to love, I hate. Can you imagine for one moment, after, enter, after entering into the city delivered, would the demoniac of Gadara want to go back to the tombs bound? Can you imagine? Hey. Uh, I was trying to say his name, but there's... What's his name? Frischenbach. There's no Frischenbach here. No, that's the Greek word for victory. No, not really. It's like, where are you going, dude? Oh, man, I know Jesus healed me. I know he cast 6,000 devils out of me. I, I know he did all that for me. And I know that the, the people that used to reject me in the city, they're now accepting me. And, you know, I went through this thing called Take Root. And, you know, it was really good. And I, and I went through this thing called Calvary Integration. But, you know, I just feel like kind of going back to the tombs and seeing what's going on in the tombs. 
You're going to do what? After he healed Bartimaeus and Bartimaeus is no longer blind and you saw it? And after he cast out 6,000 devils, you mean you want to go back to the tomb? Uh-uh. I'm saved and I'm satisfied. I don't want to go back to those old spirits in Victoria, Texas. I'm not going back to that old lifestyle. There's nothing for me in the graveyard anymore. I'm not looking to go back to the graveyard. When he set me free, he put a satisfaction inside of me, and I'm not looking to go back. Think with me. After running into the temple, no, I'm, I'm a visual. I'm a visual seer. I, I, I can see it. I, can, I have a picture. Now here's this guy. Here's this guy. He's at the gate called Beautiful, and he was begging, and he had a. He was begging for the day. All I need is just a little, a little meal for the day. Peter and John come along, and he looks at them, expecting to receive something. From them. You see, that's the problem with some of us as we come to church thinking we're going to get something. We need to come to church believing we're going to get everything that we need. We're not here just saying it's going to be something. We believe you can receive everything that you need so that you never go back again. It's the gate called beautiful. And, and so he takes his cup and he said, hey, give me some money. I know you are. He said, hey, give me some money. Hallelujah. <laughs> Typical generation Zer. No cash, depending on cards. Debit card, debit card, debit card. Peter and John fixed their eyes on him. And they said, silver and gold have I none. So, so don't bring church down to that level. Don't bring church down to just paycheck to paycheck spirituality. I just want to get a little fix on Sunday so I'll make it till next Sunday. Uh-uh. When you get the Holy Ghost, when you get the Holy Ghost, he puts something inside of you that has a retirement plan. Better than your IRA, better than your 401k, better than any annuities, better than anything that you would ever invest in. It is a body that's going to become immortal. It is a body that's going to be incorruptible. It is a home where there's no more crying, no more pain, no more sickness, no more sorrow. It is a retirement plan that's out of this world. Can I get a witness? Thank you so much for listening. This service was incredible as the Spirit of God flowed all over the sanctuary. This included a baptism into the cleansing name of Jesus. If you would like to learn more or simply stay connected with the church, podcast, and upcoming events, you can visit us at calvaryulis.org or on social media, Facebook and Instagram at Calvary Pentecostal Church. God bless.